Well, hello and welcome to the 21 News Podcast. I'm WFMJ Today Morning anchor Krista Lamondola. And if you've been to the grocery store lately, you've probably noticed you're paying more than you used to, right? So here with some advice on ways to stretch the life of your food and consumer reports is nutritionist Amy Keating. We're so happy that you're joining us today. Hello. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah. Can we talk about the background? Why are we even seeing these grocery bills go up in the first place? Well, I think there's a lot of disruptions in the food supply. Uh, in the chain. So that's causing a lot of it. And then also there are just surges with people buying so much food that it's just in demand. It is. You go to the meat section and it's so obvious. Uh, But I know for us, when we're trying to save money and make our food last a little bit longer because of those bills, uh, food life and, and the amount of food we waste is a big deal. So how much food that we buy do we waste? And, and why do you think we're wasting so much? Yeah, well, the typical American household throws away a lot of food. And it's some of the estimates are as high as up to 30% of what you purchase actually ends up in the trash. And nobody wants to waste good food. I think it's just a balancing act. And a lot of times people just end up on the waste side of that equation. They, they go to the grocery store, maybe without a list, and they, they see something that looks good and they buy too much or they stock up on things that are on sale, or they might be overly optimistic and think, I'm going to cook dinner five days, five nights this week. And then, you know, things happen. And by the time they get around to cooking, the food is spoiled. So it, it's probably related to planning. But fortunately, this is fixable. And there's a lot we can do to make sure that we make the most of all the food and not waste anything we buy. Yeah. So when we're looking at things that we should buy, what foods go bad the quickest? You know, what are the kind of no-nos for a long shelf life when it comes to grocery items? Well, obviously, you know, your perishable items are things you need to take stock of and keep an eye on in your um, cupboards, pantries, refrigerators, and use them up first. Um, But, you know, when this pandemic hit, it seemed like you'd go to the grocery store and all the center aisles that are filled with canned goods and highly processed packaged goods were completely wiped out. There was nothing on those shelves. And people should not think that that's what they only need to stock up on. You know, for a healthy diet, especially now when everyone wants their immune system working, you know, in overdrive and they, and, and they want to, you know, in general, just be more healthy. Um, you really want to eat whole unprocessed fruits. So you cannot avoid perishable items like fruits, vegetables. You really shouldn't. And there's no reason, you know, to think that with proper storage, um, you can't get the life out of those foods and, and not waste them. So uh, what do you do? I mean, when I think of canned foods, I think of a lot of salt and stuff. Um, are those canned foods bad for you in a sense, even if you're buying a can of green beans or something like that, as opposed to something fresh or frozen? Well, I mean, frozen is definitely a great choice and it's just as nutritious as fresh. You know, with canned foods, you know, sometimes you're going to need to have them on hand. And I'm not saying you should never consume them, but they do come with them uh, a lot of extra sodium. So you definitely want to rinse any of those canned foods. I mean, if you and, you know, with the canned beans, canned beans were wiped out of all the grocery stores. If you have a slow cooker or, or you can even do it on the stovetop. Um, dried beans are something that might be worth trying. You know, people are home. Um, I know you're busy and, and you can't always do it, but 
if you have the time, you're working from home, you can kind of keep an eye on that pot. You can definitely make beans from scratch as well to really minimize that sodium. So sodium is a real concern with canned foods and packaged packaged foods. And I know one of your big suggestions is to cook the food fresh, you know, use that fresh produce and then freeze it, right? So how long can something like that last in your freezer? I mean, does it stay good for a while? Well, you know, there's so much talk right now uh, about organizing your pantry and how to keep a, a pantry organized for healthful eating. And I really think one of the keys is your freezer and organizing your freezer. People are afraid to put things in their freezer. I mean, I've been doing it for years, but people always think, oh, if I put something in my freezer, it'll never come out. It's like it just goes into this black hole. And really, you know, if you buy too much fresh produce, um, fresh fruits and vegetables that would go in stews, um, soups, casseroles, if you make extra, First of all, you're going to save yourself more time. You're going to be eating whole foods. And you put those extra um, freezable meals in the freezer. They'll last for up to six months. You have no issues with safety. If anything, after that, that you know, six-month period, if you haven't gotten around to eating it, you, you might see a little bit of suffering with the quality, but there's no safety concern. So you definitely should use your freezer as a way to preserve uh, perishable items. And it's, it's going to enhance your diet um, rather than letting them spoil and, and, you know, spend too much time outside of that freezer. It really is a win-win. My family loves freezing soup. I swear we have gallons and gallons of it. Um, I know so many people have had a hard time buying meat lately. I know that's a temporary problem, but uh, if you're looking for a substitute, something that still helps you get that protein, are, are there other alternatives right now? You know, there are, I, the American diet has been so focused on meat, poultry, pork for so long. And it's just, you know, eating a diet heavy in those animal products is just not consistent with the research that we've been seeing for years now, which says limiting animal sources of protein and increasing intake of things that Americans need to shift their diet to fruits, vegetables, whole grains, people are not eating the recommended amounts of those, really um, is linked to better overall health. Um, so I know it's frustrating for people um, who are accustomed to eating a lot of meat when they go to the grocery store and they can't find what they want, but you need to you know, think outside the box a little and everyone's got peanut butter and beans on hand, but there's a lot of other alternative protein sources like tofu, which really in a stir fry takes on the flavor. You know, people are afraid of tofu or they think it's hippie food, but it really has a very neutral flavor. So if you season it um, in a stir fry, you know, it's, it's all about those other flavors that are accompanying it. Chickpeas, lentils, even quinoa and some of the whole grains are great protein sources. So you don't need meat front and center at every meal. And it actually will be much better for your health if you don't. But I, I understand that it's frustrating. Um, and you can also, you know, when you do want to have meat, you can look to the local local sources. Uh, I think that's going to be coming more and more um, front and center because the local sources of fruits, vegetables, meats are more nimble in these situations than um, some of our big meat meat plants, as we're yeah. seeing. Anything to support local during these times, I swear. Yeah. Uh, so I know everybody always zeroes in on that use-by date or that sell-by date. 
should consumers always follow them? And it's confusing, right? I mean, everybody sees it and says, okay, well, what does that mean? Sell by this time. So when can I use it? Right? Those dates are such a source of confusion for consumers. And there are efforts to, to consolidate those dates and streamline. It's just taking a lot of time um, in terms of different organizations that are, that are working towards that. But, you know, some of the food waste that I talked about earlier, there's a study that shows that about 20% of the food waste can be attributed just solely to the confusion with these dates. And what people need to know about the dates are that they're voluntary dates provided by the manufacturer. The only date that's on food products that's required by law is on infant formula. So that date you should definitely follow for safety reasons for you know a young child. Otherwise, all the dates you see sell by, best by, use by. They're voluntary dates and they all relate to quality and not safety. So the sell by date is only there um, to assist in inventory management in a store so that it's first in, first out, so that they can keep track and get the older products off the shelf faster. A, A best if used by date, used by date, again, it's voluntary. It's an estimate by the manufacturer. Um, to estimate the optimal quality of the food, whereby which after that date, the quality could slowly start start to diminish. It doesn't mean the next day it's unsafe to eat. It doesn't mean the next day that the quality has diminished and it's gonna taste terrible. It's just an estimate. So, you know, those are not living by, die by dates. And they're, if for specific foods, USDA has a great app, it's called the Food Keeper app, to help you manage you know, how long the foods can last and not last. Obviously, a, a best buy date on a um, box of pasta, you can go out a lot further than you could on a, a container of yogurt. So a box of pasta could be months. Container of yogurt could be one to two weeks. Okay. So, uh, sorry, I, I know we're just about out of time before you have another interview scheduled to you, but yeah. um, shelf life for basic things like eggs, bread, produce, anything we can do to extend that? Um, well, with eggs, you've got a long time. So most people don't get to the three to five weeks that they can store in the refrigerator. If you get that far out, you can freeze the eggs. You just can't freeze them whole. So you'd have to crack the eggs, gently blend them, and then use them in a scrambled egg, omelet, baked good. Bread, a lot of people are stocking up on bread. It's like bread and milk, you know, panicked. So bread, um, if you have a lot of extra, a good place to store that in an airtight container is in your freezer. Some people think first and foremost, let me put it in the refrigerator. It won't get moldy in the refrigerator, but it will get stale more quickly in the refrigerator. If you do have stale bread, don't throw it out. Make French toast or make croutons. There's nothing that needs to be wasted. And then in terms of milk, um, that could last up to three months. And this is, again, from a quality standpoint, not safety in the freezer. Wow. Interesting. So I hope that helps. It really did. Amy, such a joy to have you joining us. Thank you so much for being with us. And folks, of course, thank you for listening to the WFMJ podcast. If you want more local stories, you can go to WFMJ.com or download the 21 News app.